You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Tom Willingham of the Hampton Group is our guest for this segment. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you, Rick? Good. Welcome to the show. I'd like to uh, thank our sponsors, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and Tea and Company. If you'd like to learn more about our radio show or CEO peer groups, visit our website, Critical Mass for Business. You can call or text me at 949-887-4104. Found in 19, well, excuse me, yeah, in 2003, the Hampton Group has been assisting middle market companies to achieve superior performance levels. Their services help accelerate strategies through execution. For over 30 years, Tom Willingham has worked with organizations to help firms with questions about the current economy. He joins us today to go through how you, as a CEO of a middle market firm, can unlock your business potential. Tom, thanks for joining us. Can we start off by... Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started in the finance and business management path. Sure. My, my background and initial training was in as an industrial engineer. So I was working with the manpower, materials, machinery, and the money aspect of, uh, of operations. And then had a very unique opportunity to be both industrial engineer and controller for a manufacturing plant. So I was not only going out in the shop floor working on method improvements, but doing the month-end close and presenting that to the corporate leadership team as they came around to the plants. And so helping to, you know, focus on the operational metrics and uh, really see how we could drive performance, piqued my interest in uh, the finance area and uh, driving excellence in operations. Yeah, those are two different but kind of related aspects of the business, isn't it? The work you're doing as an industrial engineer and then also kind of closing the books and looking at the financial performance. Exactly. Well, industrial engineers are kind of the original uh, business consultants, uh, you know, the folks that are in there looking at the efficiency improvements, understanding right. the numbers and the metrics, you know, not like a a mechanical engineer or an electrical engineer who's designing a circuit or designing a specific part, the industrial engineer is really bringing together all the resources to get the job done. And of course, that deals with uh, the money, too. And then ended up going back to night school at uh, USC, go Trojans, and uh, got my MBA in, in finance and consulting, and that just kept me... Uh, so you really got on hooked that. on the finance aspect got of it. Got really then. hooked on that and really saw the power of uh, understanding the numbers. Right. And before we leave the topic of industrial engineering, it's not just for manufacturing companies, is it? No. Industrial engineers are everywhere. Uh, I've had clients that are banks, hospitals, um, anywhere there's a process, there's opportunities for improvement. So tell us how you've taken all this great experience and education and created the company, the Hampton Group. What is it that the Hampton Group does? Sure. Thanks for asking the, the question. Um, I focus on three different areas. The first is operational excellence. So that's working with companies to do as simple things of just going out and observing a manufacturing operation, creating a value stream map, a process chart, or doing something more complex like a, a very sophisticated financial model or a simulation. A uh, recent client I worked with uh, just went out and spent two hours observing their production operations and discovered that less than 10% of what their workers were doing was actually value-add. That mm -hmm. means that they're paying you know, for 90% waste. Right. And with that particular client, you know, we'll be able to go in, make some changes, reduce their costs, reduce their inventory. It'll probably be a 700% ROI on the project, You know, not too bad. So how can, how can you see waste that I, as the business operator, 
don't see? Well, the challenge is for most business operators, you know, there's there's two types of activities that go on in businesses. One is that day-to-day firefight just to keep the lights on in the business. And the second is, you know, what are we doing to build, grow the business quarter over quarter and achieve those CEO's goals? The problem is we get sucked into that whirlwind, you know, just we're, we're focused on the month end, we're focused on that uh, irate customer that just called, and we just lose our ability to really see what's actually happening happening. And you just have to be able to take that time to step back. And sometimes it requires a, an outsider, you know, that third party perspective, you know, someone who's, uh, who's able to, you know, look through all that waste and really see what's truly going on. We're talking with Tom Willingham. We're talking about his firm, the Hampton Group, and the kind of work that he professionally and his firm does as well for middle market companies. I assume you work with middle market companies. I said that in the open, but describe the kind of clients that work with you, Tom. Sure. I, ideal client for me is a company that's trying to get to that next level. You know, maybe they're at uh, 10 or 15 million trying to get to 2025, or maybe they're 2025 trying to get to 30, 50 million companies that are going through a change. And I really enjoy working with those CEOs that know they can get more out of their operations. They see the potential. And more importantly, they're willing to at least be a beast student and learn some new processes, learn some new ideas, and uh, and are open to uh, making some changes. In terms like value stream map, you used that earlier. Can you just high level for CEOs of middle market companies, what is that? Yeah, a value stream map, it's going beyond the classic flow chart or process map and really looking at the operation and overlaying some time aspects to it so that you can see how long is a specific process taking. And then asking that question of, is this value added or not value added? And from the customer's perspective. I was just going to say from whose perspective, right? Right. Right. Because even internally, you may have an operation downstream that says, well, I'm a customer to you. This is value added to me. But would the customer really pay for that? That's the key. And and if the customer is not going to pay for it, why are we doing it? Now, you know, you may have inspections or other requirements because of the, you know, regulations in your, in your industry. Well, those we consider non-value added, but necessary. Right. The idea on those is, yeah, yeah, how can we minimize those? But anything that's truly non-value added, that's pure waste. And we look at how can we eliminate that? And we're talking with Tom Willingham. So I'm, I love what you do and what you've been trained to do and what others in industrial engineering uh, do for companies. You can actually take it down to the activities on a certain desk, right? And looking for the, the most efficient and effective way to handle processes as simple as in a, in a manufacturing setting or on a, in an in a office-based setting. Exactly. A couple of years ago, worked with a bank looking at their five different uh, lending operations, everything from antique auto loans, uh, asset-based lending, commercial and industrial loans. And like on the antique auto loans, uh, they're working with a finance company that would go out book the loans, and then they would buy the loans and service them. Well, it was taking about two to three weeks to book and board the loan. When we looked at the process, uh, we realized, you know, why are we taking 100% of the loans going through the chief credit officer to get them approved? You know, we did a little quick Pareto analysis to look at the volume. We right. said, you know, 80% of the loans are less than a certain value. Let's just up the credit approval for the credit manager. <laughs> Let them do that. You right. know, why does everything have to go through, you know, all the way to the top? Right. So, so and the other thing that I've, I've heard and observe as an operator as well is when you put the value stream map together sometimes you realize how much time things are in a waiting space 
And that's technically waste too, right? Exactly. Delays, that's a classic. Um, you know, there's different waste, the transportation, moving things around. You right. know, if you have a, if you map the flow of a part through your process, if it looks like a plate of spaghetti because, you know, the path is just wrapping right. back Take around it here, bring it back yeah. to it again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. Send it over to the North 40. Right. That's a waste. You know, you have uh, space, wasted space. You know, a company I was working with that just had all their products spread out and each unit just sits there for five, 10 minutes. Uh, um, and they have 50 units that are spread out on the factory floor. And meanwhile, the company's out trying to find additional space. Which is expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. So, you know, everything that they were doing really could be com- completed in about a 10 by 10 area, but they had a, mm. you know, 8,000 square foot building handling that operation. It's, it, it, is, it is such a joy to have someone with your set of eyes and skills come through and walk through a company because, and then linking it to your your financial training because the kind of things you're talking about will show up on the income statement in a positive way if you fix them right they do and what's what's exciting too is taking the same process that we use out on the manufacturing floor or you know with a purchasing department and translating that to the executive team and one of the other areas where we do where we work with organizations is in teaching strategic execution or mastery of execution so helping businesses to understand the process that it takes to actually execute your strategic plan and not just create that three inch thick binder at the beginning of the year and then have that become waste right. just sitting on the shelf not being touched it's all about execution isn't it exactly right exactly. You, and there are certain things you can't learn except by doing exactly and unfortunately if you look at all the graduate schools you know all the mba programs you'll see classes on project management and strategic planning but there's no education on uh, on execution and what we've found over the last decade that we've been working with organizations is that you know execution and execution management it's like the air that we breathe you know, there's there's elements to it, mm. and we've just always taken execution for granted that it's going to happen. Right. But hey, there's there's oxygen in there, there's nitrogen, there's all these different elements. And as we break down execution and understand the different activities of you know defining your goals, getting the clarity, getting the engagement with the employees, and teaching companies you know those elements of it, it's really opening up a whole new area. Oh, that's great. We're, we're going to take our, a break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Tom Willingham of the Hampton Group is our guest in this segment. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the work that he's doing. Matter of fact, I, I, I'd like to talk about un, unlocking the potential in the business. I think we've been touching on areas of the potential, right, by removing yes. waste. But let's get into that a little bit more when we come back. Okay? Sounds great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Tom Willingham after these words from our sponsors. <laughs> Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. 
You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. All our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs, like Tom, have put the appearance on their website. Uh, since 2009, our show has reached over 175,000 listeners with our podcast. Simply type Critical Mass Radio Show into your podcasting software to find our weekly shows. You know, before the break, Tom, and Tom's the founder and CEO of the Hampton Group. Before the break, I said I was going to ask you to talk a little bit on how you help middle market CEOs unlock the potential of their business. We've talked a lot about the kind of work you've done as an industrial engineer, but give us the broader sense of the kind of work that you're doing and how you bring that potential to, to bear. Sure. The the key is we, we had mentioned earlier is there's two types of activities, you know, that day-to-day firefight and the bigger picture issue. And I think the key is for CEOs to recognize the difference between, you know, waste and variability in their operations. And okay. just because you see a lot of activity going on doesn't mean that it's all productive. And taking that time to, you know, step back, be that fly on the wall and really observe what's going on and see how you can improve the performance. And one of the key things, that, as we talked earlier, that we'll do is go through and do some of the process mapping, look at the numbers. And um, I don't know if you saw uh, a couple weeks ago in the Orange County Register, there was an article in the sports section about uh, Moneyball and the future of analytics in baseball. Mm. And it's just incredible now. You know, they're going more, you know, beyond just the rotation of the ball and balls and strikes, but, um, you know, looking at using radar to track a player. And are they using the most efficient path? You know, is they're going to catch the fly ball or whatever? And right. they can use all this data, you know, that they're mining off of every pitch, off of every hit to come up with the best team and the best, you know, strategies. Well, businesses have that same opportunity today. You know, there's so much data that we can collect about our operations and with the computing power that's out there there's ways to capture that information analyze it and model your operations so that you can you know have that plan a b and c d e f whatever you need right. uh, so that you're prepared for any of that uncertainty because you know right now in our economy we're at a tipping point you know we could take off for another year or two or there's you know just as good a chance that we could have another uh, recession here but regardless if, if a company works on improving the air operation that's good in good times or bad. Exactly. You, don't, you shouldn't wait out. for an outside thing, exactly. uncertainty, to force you to make your business run better. Exactly. You, you got to do it now. Always, always look at your operations. Yeah, it's that slight edge of if you can make a small improvement, it's it's going to compound day over day. Right. right. And you said earlier uh, in the first segment about Pareto, and that's what I would say to middle market CEOs. Look at the processes that you have that are the, the 20% that are driving 80%. Start there, right? 
Exactly. You know, when I first uh, started working at McDonnell Douglas, you know, years ago, you know, the classic industrial engineers, you know, were out there doing the time studies and whatnot. And I quickly realized, you know, we're down here dealing with a lot of the nits and gnats, but there's bigger wastes that are going on. Right. You know, so why are we spending all this time way down in the trenches? Uh, you know, there's big things that we're tripping over. You know, right. you can't see the forest for the trees. And, you know, let's let's cut down some big we're trees. We're talking with Tom Willingham. We're talking about the kind of work that he does with the Hampton Group with his clients who are middle market firms, just like <clears throat> many of you that are listening to this podcast or radio show. The other thing that I've seen from a smart application of a process improvement is the morale of the employees actually picks up. Oh, definitely. When employees recognize that what they're doing is adding value and they see the impact that they're having, um, they feel better because... You know, often the employees out on the shop floor or in an office, you know, they realize that it's waste. They're frustrated. Right. right. You know, you're making their life easier. Exactly. Right? And then that's the fun. I used to go back to Wichita Falls, Texas, to a to a plant, and I still remember the first time I went in there talking with one of the guys. Like, oh yeah, you're just in here to steal our ideas. I said, no, I'm in here to make your life easier. Right. You know, and they really appreciate it. You know, when when they see that you care and you can come in and uh, and make their life because more enjoyable. a lot of the yeah, I assume my experience is a lot of the work actually takes the field level person's input because they know best yes. what they're doing that they wish they didn't have to do or they could do better. Exactly. And if you can elevate them, train them how to uh, solve problems, you know, they're going to feel empowered. Right. And when they see you actually implement their idea, they own it. Exactly. They're probably going to adhere to it. Exactly. And, assume, and ensure that others who might use that process follow the new process because it's sort of theirs. And that's one of the keys, you know, as a consultant, when I step away, there can't be any backsliding. Right. You know, I need to make sure that I'm teaching the people, you know, the old proverb of, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. Right. That's my objective. You know, get in there, teach people, get them engaged, get them excited about how they can really take charge and improve their what they're doing so we have a few minutes left here uh with you tom willingham i'm wondering you know we talked about uncertainty of the economy you sort of talked about that a little bit but i think it's it's clearly becomes important when people don't like the performance of their business based on their income statement based on a recession right but isn't it healthy to for some of for clients to sort of think like we always have to be ready for a recession, so we always should be as efficient as possible and, and, and running our processes as lean as we can. Exactly. And unfortunately, we see some businesses that, you know, they go through the good times and they get in the mode of, you know, they're successful in spite of themselves right. and you just want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them and say, wake up, you know, what's going to happen if, you know, you could be uh, booking a lot more profits now that would give you the opportunities for profit sharing or, or whatever, right. or investment in new equipment, new machinery, you know, growth for the business. Um, had one client uh, a couple years ago that was very proactive, you know, back in 2007, 2008, as the economy was starting to turn down. They said, you know, we've got some ideas for some new products. We want to invest now hmm. in some new products so that, um, you know, when things start to turn around, we've got to jump on our competition. And over the next two years, you know, what had what was supposed to just be, uh, you know, once a month for two, three months turned into every week for about a year and a half of just stepping them through a new product development process so that when the economy started to turn around and they had like three new products that uh, they were able to launch and really start to drive some new revenue. Well, Tom, you, you reminded me and reinforced for me that a fresh set of eyes on a business can find process improvements. And when they're professionally trained with the experience that you have, it, it it's easier, right? And you not only can you see it, but you can, I think the real value then is take them through the process to eliminate it for good. 
Exactly, exactly. And for businesses to recognize, you know, my role as a business consultant is not to come in and say, you know, you're doing things wrong. It's to say, can we do better? Right. Right. You know, and the answer usually is yes. Always. 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 Can improve. Every process can be tweaked. I mean, and the early gains are the biggest. Exactly. Right? You get exactly. the most benefit from the first time you do something. Right. And then you're working on smaller and smaller and refining and refining. So even if, you, if you've if you never done it, then the good news is you're about to get the most gain if you just do something. Yes. Okay. So if someone would like to learn more about the Hampton Group and you in particular, Tom, how do they find you online? Sure. I'm a very active networker on LinkedIn. Also, you can look at my website, www.thampton.com. Or how do you spell Hampton? Hampton, H-A-M-P as in Paul, T-O-N, okay, thampton.com. Or you can give me a call, 562-673-9950, or email me at tomw at thampton.com. Okay, so nothing's worse than somebody starts to give a phone number and you start to write it down and you didn't get the whole digit. So do that one more time. Sure. Phone number is area code 562-673-9950. There you go. All right. Well, it's great to have you back on the show. I know we were talking 2014 was the last time. So every couple of years, you need to come back and remind me about the importance of tightening up your business operations. No, thank you so much, Rick. I think uh, what you're doing here with Critical Mass and your uh, executive forums is fantastic. And I think there's a real need for middle market businesses to have this education that you're providing. Thank you very much. All right. We're going to take our break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And we're going to go from an industrial engineer, MBA, to a rocket scientist. Don't go anywhere. Lori Buss is going to be joining us. LBI Training Institute is her firm. I'm very excited to have Lori on the show as well, and we'll be back after these words from our sponsors. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based T&N Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tnco.me. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. 
with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 